Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Georgia Southern Extra, the Georgia Southern Football Podcast. I'm Nathan Dominic, your co-host. Uh, McLean Baxley, our other co-host, is on assignment today. So we have a very special guest, uh, like we like to have. Mike Brown of Savannah has been covering Georgia Southern sports, and particularly football, since 2002 for various media outlets, such as the Associated Press and the Macon Telegraph, the Savannah Morning News, and the Statesboro Herald. And Mike has been a sports writer since 1964. So he's got me beat by maybe a couple of years. So, Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be with you, Nathan. Well, we're glad you're here. Now, Mike has been covering Georgia Southern for a long time. So you've been watching the team this season. Uh, they're 6-2, and two, uh, having a, a good, interesting 6-2, and two, not a very straightforward 6-2. and two. We'll, We can talk about that in a bit. They're 4-2 and two in the Sunbelt Conference, and they played a Sunbelt Conference opponent on Saturday, November 14th. Now, we, we are taping on Tuesday, uh, November 17th. So when people listen to the show, they should know that we are speaking based on knowledge and information we have as of November 17th. With the way that the, the season has gone in college football with COVID-19 and, and uh, contact tracing and such, we hope the game is played this Saturday. That's uh, Georgia Southern at Army in West Point, New York, at noon on November 21st. And that'll be shown on the Georgia uh, on the CBS Sports Network. But let's go back to last Saturday, uh, Texas State coming in to play Georgia Southern at Paulson Stadium. And my impression of the game. Well, first of all, I I thought I, I felt, and I think you did too, that this would be a closer game than than what a lot of the fans anticipated. You know, they were looking at Texas mm-hmm. State's one, what, eight record? One and eight. One and so eight forth. at the time. Yeah. And, and one of the things I do uh, for the Statesboro Herald is I, I, I write a weekly story for the about the opposing team. It kind of a, give the readers an outlook on, on what to expect and so forth. And as I got into researching Texas State, I thought, gee, you know, these guys aren't all that bad. They played some good teams tough. Mm-hmm. For example, they had uh, they had a three-point loss to Boston College, which is That's right, 24, a pretty 20. good mm-hmm. And they had thumped Louisiana Monroe pretty good handedly, a team that Georgia Southern just held off to win by, I think, five points. And I thought, wow, this. And then I talked to the coach. I was, well, I say I talked to the coach. I sat in on his press conference call, 
and heard him talk about his team and that, you know some of the things they were doing and improving areas they were improving. And I, I really, I really, I, I didn't think Georgia Southern would lose, but I thought it could you know, it would be probably a one touchdown or, or one score type game. And right. as it turned out, it was it was crazy. Now I didn't in no way did I anticipate a 40-38 game. I'm thinking maybe 24-17, 24-20 type exactly. game. And yeah, the fact that Georgia Southern really needed to score well. 40 points. Yeah. Right. The, the fact that Georgia Southern needed to score 40 points to win the game and they needed, you know, the 39th and 40th point. That's that was kind of out of nowhere that they would need to be a high-scoring yeah. game like yes. that. Yes. And and the uh, hey, Shy Wirtz just he was obviously the difference in that game. There was no question about it. And as he goes, so go the Eagles. Yeah, the um, that's my my point. I guess on my turn here, uh, the two people that I, I highlighted in my column for the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com, uh, my Monday column, I I highlighted and McLean a backstory. Uh, uh, to a point, uh, Shy Wirtz, the quarterback, senior quarterback, is starting to rack up career numbers that are all-time. He's the all-time leading rusher for a quarterback in the Sun Belt Conference, and he also is racking up, as you noted, and you'll you'll touch on this, I'm sure. Uh, you know, just the career numbers in terms of passing and rushing for George Southern, which is a run-dominant program, offensive scheme. He's putting up numbers, and he he made plays that that the other players were needing to make, I guess, when they needed a play, when they needed a clutch play, third down especially, Shy Wirtz kept the ball in his hands on the option, and uh, the, that was what the defense was giving him, and he was making the proper reads. Uh, they, I think, Mike, do you agree with me that they missed J.D. King? They're, they're top of the line, running back, the, the first guy that they gets the ball for off-tackle plays, and the guy that really, by the fourth quarter, has pounded on the defense, and He's racking up seven yards, you know, at a time, it seems like. Now, uh, just for people that may not know, uh, J.D. King was injured in the previous game against Troy, uh, a win against Troy in the second quarter, and he's lost for the season with a torn ACL in his left knee. Uh, very a tough break for, um, for J.D. King. Uh, the running back uh, stable's very deep, but it was a senior, uh, a known quantity, Shywartz, that was the big running back uh, and so the big rusher, 120 yards. And they also had 103 yards from Logan Wright, uh, as well as some key first downs from uh, Matt LaRoche and uh, Wesley Kennedy, who also scored a touchdown. So I'm going to give credit to Shy Wirtz and also to Alex Rayner, the quarter, the uh, kicker. It's his first season kicking yeah. for the team, replacing Tyler Bass, who you know very well. Tyler Bass playing for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, just, uh, just in short order here, uh, he had four field goals and four extra points, and that was also the difference on the scoreboard right there. So um, did you see that that uh, that Shy and and that, was there anybody else that was making plays in your mind, or it seemed like Shy Wirtz was the one that was giving, getting them over, over basically? It, it just seemed to me that every time they needed like a crucial – to make a crucial play, Shy Wirtz was the guy that, that did it. And, you know, he was great on the pitches. And as we both know, uh, we saw him in high school and now in college. Wesley Kennedy is a dangerous back, particularly when yeah. he gets in the open field. 
and but shy shy was the kind of the universal joint that made that engine go That's and good uh, you know nathan he had 120 yards rushing three touchdowns and right. one of the things you know he needs uh, 47 yards against army on saturday to have 3,000 career yards rushing, and wow. he's already well over 3,000 in passing. And he'll be one of four Georgia Southern players to be in that 3,000, 3,000 club, and I think that's pretty rarefied country, uh, company. Those other guys are, of course, Tracy Hamm, Greg Hill, and Kevin Ellison. And Greg Hill and Tracy Hamm in particular they're, they're legends at, uh, at Georgia Southern, and that's pretty rarefied air for this this young man to be in. And and another thing about Shy, I've read his bio. This guy is a dean's list student at at Marshall. He's an all the Sun Belt Conference all academic. You know, so he's done well in the classroom as well as on the field. And and. Um, I think Eagle fans should be very proud of, of him, and uh, they'll miss him. Yeah, I, I, the, the, what you said uh, begs the question, and, but before I ask the question, uh, yeah, he uh, Shy Wirtz was up for one of the National uh, Sports Character Awards, the Campbell Trophy, for one of the top uh, student athletes, and then he's also up for another one, a uh, 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 senior class award uh, nominated from Georgia Southern. So, but the question, I, and uh, that's all excellent. Um, when somebody's right in front of you, when you see them all the time, maybe you take them for granted. Uh, the fact that he's a four-year starter gives him that longevity that don't, you don't see that often anymore. Um, no. Say a four-year starter, but do you think he's a fully appreciated uh, because he's he's there every every Saturday or Thursday night or from Wednesday night or however it may go? Uh, when when you've got guys that are like living legends like Tracy Ham around. Uh, still in the in the uh, in, you know part of the Georgia Southern world, and um, you know people know, and of course Adrian Peterson, the running back, is is on the um, is on, is on the staff uh, in the athletic department. Uh, do people will they appreciate Shywards more after he leaves than than when he's playing? You think? Oh, I think so. I I don't know. And, and speaking of Tracy and AP. Greg Hill is also in Statesboro. Right. He's an assistant coach at Statesboro High School. And, right. uh, you know, Shy, I don't know if Shy has gotten really from the fan base the credit that he's he's earned. It's kind of like at Georgia with Jake Fromm. They didn't realize yeah. what they had until he was gone. And I think it's going to be yeah. that way with Shy. I think you know, a couple of years down the road, they're going to look back and say, you know, we had a really good player here. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I think it's not, I, I wouldn't just put it on the fans. Uh, Cause, uh, uh, but I would also say, has, has he not gotten the accolades in a very tough uh, race, if you will, to, to be the quarterback, first team quarterback on the onsole, also all Sunbelt conference, you know, postseason yeah, honors. Right. I think he's right. always he's been an also ran, and no shame in that. It's just that when you have the uh, like the quarterback at Appalachian State, Zach Thomas was the overall offensive player of the year, not just first team quarterback. You know, you had Georgia Southern guys sprinkled throughout the first, second, third honorable mentions, but you didn't have like um, 
a big love fest for the Eagles. And, you know, and so maybe the Shy's senior year, and it is, there's an asterisk to that because all the, all the players, whether they're starters or not, all the players have this year as kind of a redshirt, redshirt year. It won't count against them whether they uh, opt in or opt out uh, for this season. So uh, you've got guys that in theory, or I guess in literally in writing, they could come back and play a fifth season in six years, which is, you know, just something that right. like, like a, right. med- a medical redshirt will have that. Of course, there's I a reason. I have not thought about that. You know, and, I mean, if you, uh, you know, if you, J.D. Yeah. King, for example, listen, right. this guy can be an NFL back. There's no question right. about it. Um, the, I mean, I look at Matt Breida and, and Jerick McKinnon, and I'm thinking, hey, King is bigger, stronger, and a more powerful runner than those two guys. Of course, Breida has the great speed, and so does McKinnon, but King is a pretty quick guy, and he's big. He's strong. Yeah. He's a big-time runner. And I'd, it never occurred to me that he and Shy both could possibly be back next year. Uh, and, of course, Shy already has his degree, and, uh, you know, he could go to graduate school and uh, – the uh, yeah, man, there's all kinds of possibilities there. Yeah. But Let you know, on touch guy, I saw, I remember seeing him in the spring game. I saw, had seen a couple of practices, and then in the spring game of his redshirt freshman year, uh, they were projecting him as a possible starter for that fall when he was, you know, starting his redshirt freshman year. This right. was in his true freshman year. I'm over there at the spring game, and I'd seen several practices. This guy, I thought, if he starts, they're really going to be hurting. He could not throw a football, I swear. I, I At my age, and I could, you know, I kind of have to trust my memory here. But I, I left just, it was really discouraging to watch him try to throw a football. He has worked so hard to get mm-hmm. to where he is today. And Shy's a better passer, I think, than people realize. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's hit some big big throws, and, and but he's yeah. vastly improved. And that's – the kid has just worked his tail off to get to where he is. Yeah, um, that, that, that all true. And um, he had a very high percentage of completions uh, against Troy. The only pass that he didn't complete to a Georgia Southern receiver – uh, went into the arms of one of the opposing team's players and, and was returned for a touchdown. So the ball never touched the ground when he threw it, for better or worse, mainly for better. I think it was, uh, I don't want to say nine, nine for or 12 for 13, but it was something like that. And then against uh, Texas State, he was six of nine with the one interception that he wants back, but otherwise was competent. Let's, we, we're going to need to uh, time, we're going to need to change gears. And I really want the, the listeners to hear your stories about uh, the Army coach, Jeff Munkin, who has it, who was the former assistant coach at Georgia Southern under head coach Paul Johnson and also at Hazens at uh, Georgia Southern. I'm, I don't want to get that wrong. Might be three seasons. He was – no, he was there uh, four years. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff Munkin, um, you covered as uh, yes. a head coach, and uh, he went off to Army as has had a very successful – uh, tenure at Army. Uh, they, they're a very competitive team. They're six and two this year, just like Georgia Southern. And we'll talk about them more game by game, but I want to make sure we have time right now. 
some special, uh, kind of a special situation with Coach Munkin, where he has stepped beyond the the normal parameters of coach uh, source for a story to being somebody who's um, a friend, right? Yes. Well, Jeff, Jeff, it, uh, he and I have uh, I consider us to be good friends. I I feel we have we have a, a good personal relationship. And I had a great relationship, professional relationship, uh, with him. And he always told me, he says, Mike, you're, you're a guy I know I can trust. And I, I just took that as a compliment. I don't want to sound like I'm making Mike Brown sound good, but Jeff is a special guy. And then my wife and I got to know his parents, and they're great people. And we've been to every Army-Navy game since he's been at West Point, and, um, that type of thing, and and, and um, so we we you know we we've got a relationship, and um, but anyway, three years ago, July the first, twenty seventeen, my house burned to the ground. Uh, we lost everything, and it was on a Saturday night. My wife and I got out of the house just with the clothes we were wearing. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. everything else was gone. I didn't even have a pair of shoes on. T-shirt, shorts, Bermuda shorts, you know. So anyway, we get through the weekend, and I told my wife it was on July the 4th, and Rose Carter, who was at Penn State, the basketball SID at Penn State, she was at Georgia Southern, and Rose and I were good friends. And I just thought, I need to let Rose Carter know about this because I don't want her to see this on Facebook or some media outlet or whatever so i just let rose know my house had burned we were all fine but it had burned it it was like 20 minutes later fourth of july about eight o'clock in the evening jeff munkin called me he was on vacation with his family in upper wisconsin and he said he rose had told him given him the terrible news and wanted to know if he could do anything what was you know anything at all and so i was telling him about the fire and and i said you know we got out with just the clothes we were wearing and he said um, you don't have any clothes i said well i've got what i'm wearing i was still wearing the same clothes three days later you sing in a hotel with friends pardon were you staying at a hotel or with friends? No, no, with my daughter. I've got a daughter that lives in Savannah, and we were at her house. And okay. we got some things sorted out. So he said, you mean you don't have any clothes, you know? And I said, well, I've got what I'm wearing. Now, this is on the 4th of July, right? So mm-hmm. he says, well, I'll just send you, I'll send you some West, you know, Army, Army gear. And I said, okay. So my daughter called me Thursday morning and said, Dad, there's a package here for you from West Point. And I said, oh, Jeff must have sent me a shirt. And she said, no, I think it's Mm -hmm. more than a shirt. We go to her house. We open this box. He had his equipment manager send me, I got, we had 14, I had 14 different articles of Army clothing. It was right... it, and it didn't have price tags on it, you know, so I knew it came from from the Army team equipment 
thing, and mm. it was the same gear that coaches wear and so forth. Then about four days later, my wife gets a package because he had checked about her sizes, and she gets a package. So we've got we've got more Army and West Point stuff, to, and we wear it proud. We wear it proudly. And and one of my great memories is that we were we were in Philadelphia when they beat beat Navy for the first time in 15 years, and wow. uh, it was just. I mean, unreal to see those cadets and how happy they were. And so we had some great moments there. And then you and I have talked about this before. You know my history. I was the Marshall beat writer when right. the plane cracked. Yeah, no, and this is a separate story. But that, I just want to say that for what, what Coach, Coach Munkin uh, did uh, uh, spontaneously uh, without, you know, thing, the fact, and the, to, for, to outfit you, they can outfit a team, they can outfit an army literally over there from the boots on the ground to the helmet, but for, for them to, to outfit you and then for you to walk around Savannah dressed like an army football coach is uh, it just perfect. So to me, but uh, you haven't, I, I don't know if it's a better story, but it's just as strong a story that you just told me about. Uh, yeah. And it's much yeah. more recent. So this past Saturday, September, uh, November well, last 14th, Saturday was 50th yeah. anniversary of the Marshall football team's crash. And I, I covered I covered that game, and I was scheduled to fly with them, and we don't have enough time for all this story. Right. But but I was scheduled to fly with them, and but I canceled out on Wednesday of that week because I decided to drive, take my wife with me, and have a nice weekend because it was my last weekend before basketball started, and I knew I'd be on the road a lot, that type thing. So anyway, we survived, and we've had a great life since there's been the normal bumps, but I'm so happy. very grateful for yeah. where we are and everything. But anyway, okay, last Saturday, Army gets beat 38-12 at Tulane. Bad mm-hmm. loss. Yeah. I watched that game and so forth, and, and Army missed some early opportunities, and then they got behind and, you know, it kind of snowballed on them at the end. So, and, you know, you've been around coaches uh Mm-hmm. Hey, after they lose, it's tough. It's no fun. It's no and fun at all. No. Saturday evening, Saturday evening, I don't know, it's about 7 o'clock, I checked my phone, and I've got a text message from Jeff Munkin. Now, here's a guy that's, so I opened it, and he said, Mike, he said, I was just thinking, I, I was thinking about you today, the 50th anniversary of the plane crash, and I was think, thinking about you and Shirley and he said, and I'm really glad that Marshall won. Mm. I'm not kidding you. I was stunned. My wife teared up that here he is. He's dealing with a tough loss. He's got to get his team ready to play a really good team this week. And he takes a few minutes to think about Mike and Shirley Brown. Uh, I, that tells me all I not. need to know about this guy. Yeah. You know, he's just a class act. And if you ever met his parents, You'd know why he is. They're great people too, and uh, and Jeff is just uh, look, Nathan. I really, I really love Georgia Southern. My wife has a degree from Georgia Southern. My daughter has a degree from Georgia Southern. Uh, you know, I and I've covered them for since 2002. They're great people over there. I've always been treated great, but I can't. I I just can't bring myself. I won't root against the Eagles 
Oh, I yeah, I just I, I'm going to be rooting for Army Saturday, and with all due respect to Georgia Southern, Chad Lunsford and Shy Works and that crew, if they win, I'll be happy for them. But it, this is one case, you know, the one time you know that I've got to to root. I just got to root for Army. I mean, well, they're, yeah. they're just and they're such great people up there. I've met a lot of people in the athletic department through Jeff and. And they're just uh, great people. And, you know, South Carolina just fired their coach, and, and they would never hire Jeff I will Lundin, must. but I think he would be a great hire for them. And one of the things is the president of the University of South Carolina is a retired Army general named uh, Robert Caslin, who I've met and talked to several times. He was the guy that hired Jeff at West Point. Ah, and there's the connection. He he was superintendent at West Point and got hired at South Carolina. Now, hey, would the triple option go over at South Carolina? No. Those fans, they want well, – yeah. it would never fly. But he, and, and, you know, the offense is what hurts guys like him and Paul Johnson when it comes to big jobs. But he, right. wherever he is, he's going to win, you know. But well, uh, me... he did a great job at Southern. You know, yeah. he was, I think, like 36 and 16 there, won a couple Southern Conference championships, and they, they went to his very first year there, a rebuilding year, and he took them to the um, – they were the last team to get in the playoffs, but he took them to the semifinals. And um, so, you know, he, he's going to win wherever he is because he's, yeah. he's a winner as a person. Yeah, excellent. Well, you've, you've proven that with the, those two stories. Uh, these are very unusual stories. Uh, we are so glad, Mike, that you and, and Shirley uh, are in Savannah and are able to be part of the Savannah Morning News family all these years in Bryan County now as well. People in Bryan County know you so well. But let's, in our remaining time, let's talk about that Army Georgia Southern game. Just We just we only have a few minutes left in the show, but I want to yeah. mention yeah. That, that what you said about uh, Georgia Southern and Army, uh, Jeff Munkin today on his conference call uh, from West Point uh, had similar feelings. He said uh, about, about how much, and you were you heard the call too, how much he loved George Southern and he roots for them, but he can't root for him this Saturday because you know he's at Army now. Um, I I don't and no and somebody even framed the question of is this some sort of rivalry kind of connection or special connection similar to the Army Navy game? And he said, now wait, there's nothing in sports like Army Navy, and I. I think if anybody's seen that game, you've been in that game. If you watch the the documentary about that game, you know that there's uh, a good argument for what he's saying is true. It's not as debatable as somebody might think. But as far as the game this Saturday, Georgia Southern six and two kind of had a plan. They do what they need to do to win. They've won different ways, but they run a certain a triple option offense. Army the same way, very run heavy. They're six and two. Um, they have they 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 avoided the game against BYU, which might have been trouble for anybody. But they've beaten they they beat as you mentioned ULM thirty seven to seven, and then uh, about three weeks later ULM gave Georgia Southern a very tough time. And and they're still winless. So I'm not sure how to how to take all that. But what do you, what's your expectation for the game in uh, in a few words here? Well, they're both. These two teams, in my mind, and I, I've, I've watched about every Army game this year on TV in, in Georgia Southern's games, 
They're very, very similar. Uh, listen, Jeff's teams uh, at Georgia Southern were really tough physical teams, and they didn't back down. They played to the whistle, and they they were extremely well coached. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, they played fast. You look at Georgia Southern today under Chad Lansford, man, what do they do? They play to the whistle. They're really tough, mentally tough, physically tough, and they play fast. Uh, defensively, Georgia Southern's very good, and and of course Army will they'll know what to do defending the option, as will Georgia uh, mm-hmm. Georgia Southern because they've they've faced the thing before. And Nate Woody is the Army defensive coordinator. He used to be at Wofford, so he's he's coached against Georgia yeah. Southern several times. So. I'm I'm looking for a really just a knockdown drop game, um, and it, it's going to it's going to be close. Well, Georgia Southern's been playing close all year. I really think yeah. you know it's going to be a you know 21-17, 24-17 type game, and I, and I think Army will win, but it wouldn't be an upset by any means if Georgia Southern won. And I, I, I'm favor Army simply because they're playing at, at home, Mikey Stadium, right. which is another place I would tell any true football fan, put that on your bucket list, put the Army-Navy game on your bucket list. And, um, and I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Georgia Southern Army or Army-Oklahoma, whoever it may be, in no way – in no way will ever compare can be compared to Army Navy, boy. Yeah. Oh, it's not. It's not like. Here. Yeah, we're, I'm not. I haven't been there myself, but I I I I grew up in Maryland with the, uh, rep, you know, seeing reporting on the game and the whole rivalry and the stealing of the goat and all that stuff. Um, yeah. It's captured very well in a documentary. It's not really. I, it's not, we're not really trying to argue that one's better than the other, that uh, Michigan, Ohio State, or Appalachian State, Georgia Southern, or Duke, Duke uh, North Carolina basketball. Um, anyway, Mike, right. we, we, yeah, uh, I just want to say real quick, uh, Army's averaging 303 yards uh, per game, rushing, and, uh, and uh, Georgia Southern's averaging 275 per game. I think it's going to come down to turnovers, mistakes, uh, and time of possession will be interesting. Because if yeah. somebody has the, but I know I think the overall the the uh, overall the the game will be uh, probably go pretty quickly because there, there's not a lot of passing and that's kind of been giving up the the uh, the pass at the inter, inopportune time maybe a big pass has kind of bitten Georgia Southern against Coastal Carolina against Campbell against uh, uh, Troy against Texas State and I think against Troy now Troy they actually sorry take that back. Troy was their best defensive game, if not statistically certain by perception. And if they could, the defense plays like they did against Troy, uh, though a totally different offense that they're facing. But if they had that same kind of level of excellence, then then certainly George Southern will be this in this game to the end. But uh, Army Army lost to Tulane because of some bad plays. It seemed like that Tulane took advantage of some plays, and Army got in a hole, and they did some kind of desperate desperate plays to try to turn things around that didn't that didn't work and so the score is a little misleading it was actually a close game until the uh, toward the end uh i think you're right i think it's gonna be a close game georgia southern's found ways to to play close games i don't know if the law of averages is in their favor 
especially on the road, especially with a lot of cadets. I don't know how many, but a lot of cadets will be in the stands, and I bet they'll be loud. Um, Mike, we got to go. Uh, yeah. Okay. They'll have about 4,000. 4,000. Possessions will be treasured. Hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. I thought we'd I'd lost you. And every possession will be valued because both teams will grind it out. So when you get the ball, I mean, that possession, you've got to get something out of it. Uh, because both teams are averaging over, what, around 33, 34 minutes a game time of possession. So, uh, you know, you might have four possessions in the game. Uh, yeah. I've seen games like that. Uh, you're too young to remember it, but I remember a year when Army played Boston College and Paul Johnson, or Navy played Boston College, and Paul Johnson was at Navy, and, of course, Jeff was there with him. Where, where Boston College, uh, Navy had the ball. It was in a bowl game in uh, San Diego. And Navy, believe it or not, they had the ball for the entire, the entire third quarter and the first two plays of the fourth quarter. They, drove, they took 15 minutes to drive about 90 yards. Now, there were some penalties that moved them back and that type of thing, so they probably gained 100. 40 yards on that drive, but I remember it vividly, and and the um, because when Paul Johnson and Jeff were at Navy, I I followed Navy and uh, because of them, and and uh, but then when Jeff went to Army, of course I switched my allegiance. But uh, the uh, yeah, it, it's uh, you know you might you you might have the ball for maybe two possessions. First half or three, yeah. it's not. It's it's, gonna be they're not going to be running up and down the field like they did last Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, we'll we'll let it. We'll we'll be back next week to talk about the Army Georgia Southern game, and we'll look ahead to the rest of the season. It's been going by fast. Uh, we thank everybody for listening to Georgia Southern Extra, uh, the weekly podcast. Uh, Mike Brown, thanks very much for being a special guest of the show tonight. Uh, you did told some great stories, had some great insight. And uh, uh, the people's appreciations, uh, appreciation for Jeff Munkin when he was in Statesboro and now that he's on Army, they're probably going to look at him at even a, a, even a better way after hearing uh, the kind of um, uh, friendship that he has and uh, the kind of the way he goes out of his way to help uh, say the, oh. you know, have a kind word or kind uh, gesture. Mike, we're good. Uh, we'll, I'll talk to you again in a little bit. But uh, Mike, thanks very much. And everybody, good night. Thanks. Southern. Fast swing. On the way. It's good.